0: talking sports with a passion only Philly fans can comprehend, it's the Brotherly Love Podcast. Philadelphia fans, boo. We do it better than anybody else, I'd like to think, and I wear it like a badge of honor.
1: How can we judge a guy? How can we honestly assess his quarterback play when he's just given some of the most terrible weapons the NFL has ever seen? Here are your hosts.
0: This is one of the more disappointing outcomes for a Philadelphia sports team in the last decade.
1: And John Mita. But Ben Simmons, my God, learn how to shoot. Brotherly
0: Love Podcast on Anchor.fm. Joe O'Donnell, John Mita with you. And Johnny Mita, I just want you to know that I took a peek. Our last episode mm-hmm. was called Playoffs? For the birds, yeah. And what do you know, John Mita? We got playoffs for the birds. How the hell are you?
1: Doing well, doing well. You know, I uh, thought maybe I was getting sick, but I- I'm back on the men. I think it was just a big night of the uh, big night during the uh, NCAA national championship. I think I got away from me a little bit, but I- I'm feeling great. I'm ready to talk Eagles playoff football.
0: Did you have action on Alabama, Georgia?
1: I did not, but I was strongly leaning towards Georgia, and I had a great sighting, by the way. Got to see and meet one of my idols at the Great American Pub in Concha Hockey. Who's that? None other than Seth Joyner.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah, man. Wasn't
0: everything that you had him build up to be?
1: Yes. Really nice guy, but, man, he's just intimidating, bro. Like, Yeah. You just start talking to him, and he's like – I literally asked him. I'm like, Seth, I said, let me ask you a question. Do you think the Eagles – is there any shot in hell that the Eagles will draft a linebacker in the first round? Because keep in mind, they haven't drafted one since 1979. That was the year I was born, 42 years ago, good old Jerry Robinson. And he goes like this. He goes, they better. And I go, oh, my God. Can you imagine this guy coaching you? Like, yeah,
0: he's just intense, right? Like he's all so he's all intense. business and oh, intimidating because yo, of that. Yeah. All
1: business, you know. I don't even know if he laughed once. Like, yeah, man, yeah. there was. Uh, There's yeah.
0: having spent time around well, more so hockey players, but sure. for, even former hockey players, right. you know, guys that played a meat and potato style game and have retired since. So they're nice as hell. You can have a conversation. You love picking their brain. But sometimes you're like, man, if those wires cross, you know what I mean? Like, they're just yeah. intense individuals. So I have yeah. seen that before. Uh, yeah. No surprise that Seth Joyner's like that. And that's pretty cool, man. I know, you're, I know you're a huge Seth Joyner fan. Did you text or call Suze afterwards?
1: No. Oh. she She's a big she Seth Joyner She loves Seth Joyner. Oh, oh Well, yeah. next time. Well, so so – my buddy, our buddy, Mike Hamilton, he, like – he said a couple weeks ago he got to meet him and and the former Eagles uh, defensive tackle Hollis Thomas. Yep. And, you know, he sent me a text. He goes, your boy Seth was in. Now, I thought he was talking about some other guy named Seth, this guy from <laughs> Delco. Yeah. I had no idea he was talking about Seth Joyner. So, I was supposed to meet a friend at the pub – for the national championship, and I thought he was going to come to my house, but then I sped over, and as soon as I ran to Hamilton, he goes, "Your boy, Seth's again downstairs at the bar. I go, you got to be kidding me. Because I have his jersey, and I want to get it autographed, and I want to frame it and put it on my wall, but it seems like he's a big cigar aficionado. Mm-hmm. Place, it's the place next door. So, yeah. Uh, the, the, the so you can get
0: his cigars next I, door, pop in for a drink, or a bite to eat?
1: Pump. Yep. And that's that's what it sounds like. Yeah. So, right. And it sounds like uh, Monday night is usually the time that he's in there when nobody else is.
0: <laughs> Seth Joyner think the Eagles have a chance to win on Sunday. Yes or no? Yes. I
1: love yes. it. Yes, he does. Um, what does John Mita think? You know, here's what I think. I think we, we've all seen the script, right? We're going against Tom Brady. The biggest thing – Tom Brady hates when there's pressure up the middle. Yep. So, our defensive tackles – Fletcher Cox has got to play the best game of his season. Javon Hargrave has to get out of the witness protection program. For the first five weeks of the season, I was literally drumming up. I'm like, man, if he plays at this level, he looks like he's going to be defensive player of the year. Like, he was – The first five games of the season was incredible. Javon Hargrave was playing, like, and I hate to say this, but he was, like, playing at, like, an Aaron Donald level. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if they're scheming against him differently. I don't know if he's hit a wall. Is he banged up with injuries? But he has just faded away. Um, So, I I think that's key. You know, our defensive line has to get home. The front four, Josh Sweat. Uh, Derek Barnett needs a huge game. Uh Milton Williams. Yeah, I was just gonna throw
0: in a because he has he's flashed a few times the last yeah. month or so. Yeah. Um obviously he was the controversial pick because it appeared that the player personnel folks and Howie Roseman disagreed on which defensive lineman to take. Right. Um, at least in that video that was shown from the war room back on draft night. But Milton Williams has definitely with increased opportunity, made some plays. Maybe he has the game of his life. John and just causes havoc for TB twelve all day
1: long. That's it. I mean you just gotta pressure you just gotta beat the hell out of him. Brady hates taking hits. The reason why not take it because he gets a ball out of his hand so fast yep. within two, three seconds. So somebody brought up a good point today is or I think it was Brandon Graham on 94.1 WIP. He was like he was like the best thing to do is He was like, you just got to take away his first read. If you can do that, then they're going to have, then they're going to have, you know, then your defensive line will be able to get there. But let's be aggressive. You know, I I don't want to see Jonathan Gannon. You know, I'm I'm so sick of the passive. I mean, he like waits an entire half of football. Every quarterback, no matter who you are, Mike Glennon is, is complaining 80%. So, I know it's like, oh, you can't blitz Tom Brady. Oh, okay if you blitz him. Well, maybe you just blitz him the right way. Maybe you disguise it. Maybe you do different things. So
0: he's gonna kill you if you don't blitz him.
1: I agree. He's gonna with that. take
0: everything underneath
1: hey, all day on. long.
0: He did it in the first meeting. Yep. Now the Eagles were a different team, but the Eagles were playing a lot of that nothing behind us defense in the first two months of the season. We saw where it got him. Like you said, didn't matter the quarterback. <laughs> if they were any good, they were at 80%. Yep. 80% is going to get you down by two touchdowns before you can blame. So sure. be aggressive. Yeah. Make mm-hmm. them make plays to beat you. Don't just give them seven-on-seven seven football to drop back, three-step drop, slant there, here. Like, Brady will take that all day long. It is child's play for him. To yeah. your sure point, you've got to rattle him. You've got to – Best thing to do is on the damn sideline. He will sit there and take what you give him, and that will absolutely kill the Eagles in the first half in particular. So I am begging. I am begging the football gods, whatever it takes, whoever, if it's Jeffrey Laurie staying out of the game plan, or if it's Jonathan Gannon growing a set between now and Sunday, like I don't care what the reasoning is, please. I don't want to watch the first half where it's 17 to 3 Buccaneers and they've barely broken a sweat. I just – I don't – I'm going to go insane. It's a playoff game, good teams, harder to come back against. Yes, if you get momentum, can you flip the script? Sure. But I I do not want to have my first half ruined by vanilla soft defense and let Tom Brady just literally pick them apart.
1: And I want want them to play man-to-man coverage. Listen, I get it. You're worried about the deep threat. But we've seen all year long, it's not like the Eagles have been getting beat by huge deep threats like one-on-one. You know, Darius Slade can play the coverage. You know, let Steven Nelson get up and press these guys a little bit. If you're seven to eight yards off the line of scrimmage, you are literally at the mercy of the offense. And the other big key is, you know, offensively, if we're going to break it down, you have to establish the running game. You have to. And I know Tampa Bay's got a decent front and they probably have the best linebacking duo in football with Devin white and Levante David. But, and, and you're going to have to, and Hertz is going to have to use his legs. He's going to have to make some plays and, you know, hopefully one of these other wide receivers decide beside, beside Devonte Smith and, and Goddard step up like, and make a play. I mean, that's going to be the thing. Is somebody going to make a play? And the, my whole other thing is too, like, Take a couple shots downfield. Who gives a hell? You know, nobody expected you to be in this position anyway. So you might as well make the best of it. Get the experience and and, and leave nothing off the table. Yeah, I'm
0: with you. You were cutting out there for a second, John Mead. I believe you started the beating of the drum to run the ball.
1: Okay. Yeah, so I, I think it's very important that we establish the run game. Now, I know they have a great front four. And they have a couple linebackers, probably the best duo in football with Levante, David, and Devin White. But are, the strength of the Philadelphia Eagles is their offensive line. It's been that way the entire year. Once they started succeeding on offense is when they just absolutely pounded the rock. We have a stable of running backs. But Jalen's going to have to make some plays with his legs. And I think you know having an extra week off against the Cowboys will be very beneficial for him. and And, and take some shots down the field. You know, leave it all on the table. We didn't get this. Nobody expected the Eagles to be nine and seven or nine and eight, I'm sorry, and, and be in the playoffs. So you might as well just give it a go and see what you got and just, just not, ha- you know, have any, as they say, regrets. Have no regrets. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. just, just go for it and see what happens. If you lose, huh. you lose. You're an eight point, eight and a half point underdog. Nobody's expecting you to win, but I'll tell you what. A- anything's possible. I mean, the NFL has been absolutely wacky to back you this year. So it
0: has been. And I like the Jalen hurts factor. If the game's close late now, do I think he's going to drive 75 yards and a buck 20 to win the game in Tampa? I, I don't know if I'm going to promise you that, but I'd like to see him with the opportunity. Me too. Don't force anything. Young man. Don't, don't R- try. There's a difference between being spectacular or special mm-hmm. And trying to do too much. And I need him to be more on the side of specials. Play the game the right way. Play it within the structure of the offense. Take a shot or two, yes. But nothing that's gunslinger-ish or over the top, right? Because we've seen him get in trouble forcing balls rather than throw it away. I don't want to see that Jalen Hurts. I want to see the Jalen Hurts we saw the last couple of weeks, which is a better pocket presence, a better passer, and now, hopefully, with the health of his ankle, the ability to run. That'll keep the Bucks defense on edge. It'll keep them off balance. And I really believe that Jalen Hurts is going to give this team a chance to win this game. Now, when you look at the matchup, I, I would rather play the Bucks than the Rams. But the one thing that worries me is that going to Tampa is a lot different than going to L.A. If the Eagles are going to L.A. this week, there will probably be 25,000 Eagles fans there. Just look at the Rams' last game, which was still important in the standings. And there were thousands –
1: of Forty ers thousands
0: friends. of 49ers fans. It was embarrassing. Yeah. You can't go into Tampa and take over their stadium. You know, what? so Ooh. as much as I like the as much as I like the matchup against the Bucs yeah. Better than the Rams, like the Rams just I mean, Jalen Ramsey would take Devontae Smith out of the game most likely. And
1: yeah, and that's that. So you good. know. Yeah.
0: Um and Von Miller, you know, pick up a couple of sacks and and he turns the game and you know, they have weapons upon weapons, obviously, in LA. Tampa, I like the matchup more. I just think it's a harder place to play. You disagree?
1: Um, No, I would totally agree with that. Um, Matchup-wise, yeah. No, I agree. The only thing is, the reason it's so funny, the number one selling ticket for this playoff weekend happens to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Eagles. The average price is three hundred forty-three dollars. Wow, with fees and like two hundred fifty dollars to get yourself in the door. So it looks like the Philadelphia Eagles fans will be traveling on the road. Well, so, I have
0: no doubt about that. Right, especially seventy-degree no, 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 weather. But you're right. Um, supposed to be rainy. Supposed to be windy. Possibly a lot of both on Sunday in Tampa. Does that benefit either team more, John Mita?
1: Well, I mean, I think it really benefits um, – well, in general, it benefits the offenses. Uh, Brady can play in any condition, so it's going to be a non-factor. For yeah, him. I know. Um, for Jalen Hurst, throwing the ball into the wind, you know, with his arm strength, that might be cause of concern. But, you know, a quarterback's best friend is the running game. And and that that is what has – that's why we're here. I mean, the offensive line – and the stable of running backs and mixing things up, that's why we're here. You know, one of the things that you caution that you didn't want to see, I don't want to see Nick Sirianni get all pass happy and start passing every other play. You know, let's play to the strength of why the Eagles are in this position. So,
0: And by the way, a wet track not going to benefit Miles Sanders. So nah. give me plenty of Boston Scott. You know what? what I mean? I've always liked how hard he has run the ball. And
1: he might have the best hands on of any of the running backs. too.
0: Brotherly Love podcast continuing here. We had a little technical difficulty and dropped John B there for a moment. Apologize for any audio issues, maybe any slurred speech sounds. You know, it's the digital world, Wi-Fi connections and stuff. But <laughs> um, anyway, we we're just talking Boston Scott, running the football hard and hopefully – you know, he continues to do that for the birds on Sunday. John Mita, prediction time. Uh yeah. I mean, be real with me here. Keep it real, John Mito.
1: Yeah. Um I don't know, man. I, I I know I sound like a homer, but I feel like they can win this game because I just feel like the Bucks are banged up. And I'm losing Antonio Brown, and I think the bigger loss for them is Chris Godwin. He's really Tom Brady's security blanket. So, for some reason, I think we're going to run the football ex- effectively well. We, we we are, you know, we have been them before. I mean, we have not been them before, but we've seen them before. So, you can take what you did well. I mean, and the other thing I remember that game, too, like we were killing ourselves with penalties. Oh, yeah. and And that has really cleaned up. So, big heads, you know, big, you know, big – good job out to Sirianni for because early on the season they were like the most penalized football team and that has really gone away I don't know I think they're gonna squeak one out I'm gonna say my prediction is gonna be 30 to 27 Jake Jake Elliott hits a late field goal from 60 yards for a little redemption song when we were in Tampa years ago on that 105 degree day, where Tampa Bay hit like a 61 yarder to win the game, so that's was what that I'm Matt going with. Matt Bryant. Yes. Yep. No oh, God, it was awful. Happened that guy right did
0: now. nothing but hit big field goals against Eagles in his career. Yeah. Um. It, Thirty to 27, uh, so. 30, twenty-seven. birds. Okay. Well, let me say this: I do not expect the Eagles to win, only because I'm just thinking it's Tom Brady and. You know, Vegas has them at a touchdown-plus spread for a reason, and it's just, you know, the hill is going to be too tough to climb, I think, ultimately. And I think some of it's got to do with the officiating. Like, I don't think the Eagles are going to get a call. Mm. I think there's going to be three to four calls in this game. They're going to go Brady's way, and that can be the difference. So, do I want them to win? Obviously. Do I think they can win? A hundred percent. Do I think, ultimately, we'll be celebrating a win on Sunday? That's too hard for me to say. It's too hard for me to tell you honestly the birds are going to be moving on to Green Bay. But I will give you this. If the Eagles win this football game, it is going to be 27-24. to It's going to be a late play, a heroic play, a drive, something we're talking about that happens late for them to pull this out. They're not going to run away with this football game. It's literally going to be, like you said, down in the final minutes. Can they figure it out? You alluded to something earlier, and I, I'm not sure if we had lost you at that point connection-wise, but you talked about somebody else stepping up outside of Devontae Smith, outside of Dallas Goddard, and I could not agree with that more. If it's Jalen Reger, which I don't expect it to be, or if it's Wes Watkins, or if it's yeah. G. Ward, one of those guys has to make a play, okay? A couple of catches here or there, yes, but a play. A big-time first-down conversion, a touchdown in the red zone, something to give the Eagles a little extra on offense passing the football wise. So please, for the love of God, can one of those guys step up and just do anything in a positive light? Um Yeah, I think that's all I really got on the Burns Johnny meeting. Yeah. I do want to say it, we probably need to apologize in some regard, or at least I feel like I need to. Uh very critical of Hallie Roseman, very critical of Nick Sirianni, very critical a lot of teams about a lot of things about the mm-hmm. And ultimately, they proved a lot of us wrong. Um, I still think Hallie Roseman is a clown. I still think he made so many moves that have just crippled this organization. I'm not going to give him a pass on any of that. I'm not going to forgive him for any of that stuff. But ultimately, he's a GM of a playoff football team. And he's got to get some credit for that. To Nick Sirianni for staying the course, for taking the beating he did nationally and locally in the media and on social media and from the pundits and the fans yelling run the ball, they got it done. He is a head football coach of a playoff team in the NFL. He deserves some credit. And I'm goddamn glad that the organization moved on from Carson Wentz, gave Jalen Hurts a chance, and they gave him a real chance this year. He deserves, no matter what happens Sunday, he deserves and has earned the right to be the starter next year, and you build the draft around him no matter where this thing goes. And I will add this one final thing, okay? This is my my crystal ball. All right. This is my Kelly Green crystal ball. The Eagles win Sunday. They take care of the Packers in Lambo. And they go to a place called Dallas for the NFC Championship game. And I'll leave it at that, John Mita.
1: Wow, that would be absolutely crazy. <laughs> that, that would, would be it... a
0: game I can't watch, by the way.
1: Yeah. I mean that I would
0: be. Could you imagine if they went down there in the NFC Championship game and lost?
1: No, that would be brutal. I mean, oh, would, no.
0: would it be would it be like, oh, what a great season. We tried so hard. Or would you be like, god damn it, the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl.
1: You know what, though? I think San Francisco is going to take them out, man. I love I that.
0: Please, talk, yeah, me. talk I mean, me. give me. Give me well, a couple well, other matchups you're looking at.
1: Well, I mean, I, I like that. I think the Bengals are going to take out the Raiders. Uh, Pittsburgh has absolutely – Zero shot of winning that game. Um, Bills pa- Patriots is fascinating. I think at this point in time, the Bills have the better quarterback. I think they get by, and uh, and ju- and I think San Francisco. I think the Bills are a sleeper Super Bowl team. Still, they had a rough go, but they they definitely had the pieces in place. A good balance between their offense and them uh, defense. So that's kind of. Am I leaving anyone out or did I cover everyone? Uh, oh, Rams, the Ram, the Ram, Rams Cardinals, man. That's an interesting one. If DeAndre Hopkins comes back, I think Arizona could beat him. If he doesn't come back, they have no shot. So,
0: And how about what do you make of the Tennessee Titans, a team that's uh, got the number one seed in the AFC?
1: Well, I mean, King Henry, you know, cost me my fantasy league. No, I'm just kidding, King. Um, You know, I, I, I think – I, again, I think they, they have the pieces. Again, I don't know if Tannehill can step up in a big spot and, and, and be that quarterback that you need to, when it comes down to, like, a game-winning situation. So, um, But, listen, they're going to be in the mix, and obviously Green Bay is clearly the odds-on favorite to, to win this whole thing. So, Speaking
0: uh, of fantasy leagues, um, Keith so, Michael Michaels needs his props. He won the yeah. Poonogs League.
1: Good job, Keith. Uh,
0: He's beating me in the championship game.
1: And I think he took me on the first round of the playoffs. Uh, I think I took you out. But uh, no uh, big deal. No big, no big deal, deal there. All right. Um, all right. So, real quick for me. Yeah. um, Hi, Rosen. All right. I'm going to eat a little crow. I never like to do this. Are and you eat-
0: frying it? Or are you smoking it? Or are you are well, you I don't are know. broiling
1: e- it? E- even my girlfriend says that I always like to be right all the time. So, but- <laughs> But I, I will eat a little crow, you know. I was mad that Howie Rosen wasn't able to get the first round pick from the Colts a year ago. He gets one this year, and it turns out that it's three picks even higher than what it was last year. So I got to eat some crow on that. I still am a little hesitant, but listen, this draft coming up, and thank you Carson Wentz for just falling on your face. That that was that was great for us. Um, but this draft is really going to shape. It's really going to shape the organization at all costs. I think we keep all three first round draft picks. Everyone's like, unless there's some stud that you want to move up to, two. Of the, two oh, of they're moving pick. up for
0: sure. Well, Allie then, Roseman does not get a, um, not. he doesn't go six to midnight over the 22nd overall pick, yeah. all right? Well,
1: There's only two guys I'd move up for in the whole entire draft. Okay. You're not going to be able to get one of the premier pass rushers, Aiden Hutchinson. And then I forget who the other one is. So, uh oh, Thibodeau from um, Oregon. So, cross that one off the list. But I would move up for the safety, Kyle Hamilton, because I think he's that special. I think he's, like, in a class with, like, Ed Reed, Brian Daw. I think Brian Dawkins, like, I- 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 like Earl Thomas. Like, I think that kid has that ability. Or the linebacker, which we all know they don't move up for linebackers. But go get me Kobe Dean and Sauce Gardner, and we're on our way. You get two out of those three guys – And trade, and that's my other thing, trade Calvin Ridley, our third first round pick to the, to the Falcons and go get another Alabama wide receiver to link up with Jalen Hurts. And you know what, then I'll be delivering uh, some champagne to Howie's house and Gladwin. So you
0: want to draft two defensive players and trade one of the other, the the third first round pick or whichever one it is to the Falcons for Calvin Ridley.
1: Yeah, everyone says you don't need to give up a first-rounder. And I think Calvin Ridley, he wants to get out of Atlanta. He's really struggled with some personal issues on the mental health aspect. Listen, what what a better football team than the Philadelphia Eagles? have had two guys, Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, deal with some of the issues that this young man has dealt with. And he'll be in a familiar place because he knows Devontae Smith. He knows Jalen Hurts. I think he'll be a great fit. Listen, if I don't have to give up that first-round pick, if it's going to take a third, bring it on. But – we got to get another wide receiver. I love Mike Williams from uh, from Los Angeles. He's another guy that I would target. Allen Robinson from Chicago. you got to get Jalen Hurts, another big veteran target. And I think we could really make some noise moving forward.
0: I will guarantee we'll talk more about this, but there's no way that Howie Roseman selects three players in the first round of this draft. I would put yeah. literally a mortgage payment on it. It's not happening. It's not his DNA. He's either going to try and move up, and then take someone I we've never heard of, or uh, possibly just punt for next year, meaning give up a first to get somebody's first next year, or whatever whatever the deal is. So, and we can um, always
1: stream, Joe. We can always stream. We can always dream, we can you know? we keep can keep the lot You know
0: we can. Uh, John Mita, you mentioned yes. Carson Wentz and paying yes. down his leg, falling flat on his face. Sure. Ultimately, what do you make of the Colts missing the playoffs? Mm-hmm. The fact that the Eagles get the Dolphins pick and the Colts pick, both those teams miss and the birds get in, all that summed up. What's Frank Reich and the Colts brass thinking?
1: Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, listen, I I think I I was always a big Carson supporter, but to me, he's 30 years old. It looks like maybe these injuries have taken a toll on him so much that he just doesn't have that athleticism that he once had. Where he could be a special quarterback in this league, you know. Some people are going as far as like, I think he's probably just at a backup level. You know, I, I don't, I don't think the Colts have the greatest weapons either. I mean, T. Y. Hilton's been in and out. They, obviously, the running back is the best running back in the game, in my opinion, Jonathan Taylor. But and and his offensive line struggled, so they they really haven't committed to him. But I think ultimately, deep down, I think they they might be in the mix as far as. You know, looking looking elsewhere. Could you imagine if
0: Carson Wentz is on his third team in three years?
1: Would be interesting, but it wouldn't be that much big of a surprise, right? I mean and the other thing is too, you also gotta think like everyone's like, Oh, you know, Frank Reich, he's gonna unleash him. He's he, everyone thought that, maybe even me included, coaching, you know, but well, I the know you time, and I were talking
0: about putting money yeah. on him for comeback player of the year.
1: Yeah, but maybe he's uncoachable. Maybe he's just an ass. And it gives off this you know persona that he's a team guy and maybe he isn't i don't know but it, it's yeah you know the rise and fall of carson went we'll put it man, this way the is, players is something... certainly
0: not ra- the players on the colts it's certainly not rally around him yeah at any point this year that we could tell yeah so they had a chance two games beat the raiders beat the jags and you're in the playoffs they couldn't get it done true that's embarrassing quite frankly <laughs> And it works out well for the birds. So again, Howie, you need your kudos. Somehow this guy continues to come out at times smelling like roses when he just walked out of the dumpster. And I don't get it. But he's gonna continue to extend uh, continue to extend his sh- shelf life as Eagles GM if these moves keep working out when everybody was counting them out. So
1: Yeah, and that Miami Not a good pick,
0: thing, in my opinion for us, but yeah. It is and that, what it is.
1: that Miami pick. Would have been extraordinary, but they went on like an eight game. Yeah, they won seven I mean, straight. Yeah, they had I mean, no
0: business winning seven straight. Their right. team stinks.
1: Yeah, well, here's the deal. Hopefully, Jonathan Gannon. Hey, good luck this week, Johnny. But um, hopefully um. Basically, he moves on forward and uh, yeah, gets a head crazy. coaching position. You think this guy's going to get a head coaching job? Your no, I, coach. I can only – again, I have a dream. And then maybe we <laughs> bring Brian Flores, who, who's probably going to get another head coaching gig because he got a role deal in Miami, to be our new defensive coordinator because that would be awesome. All right. John
0: Mita, with you Martin got- Luther King Day approaching, you I having a dream is only fitting.
1: <laughs> I love it, buddy. I appreciate uh, it. Go, Birds. Go, Birds. Super Bowl. I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> next episode, we're going right. to discuss Jimmy Rollins and the Hall of Fame debate because you got into a little argument with someone once upon a time recently. And
1: Absolutely. Got we to need to dive it. into
0: it. I think it's a good one. So
1: right, I got We'll
0: uh, break down some NFL playoff action, maybe talk a little Jimmy Rollins, maybe talk a little Sixers, Nova Nation, Fly Guys, whatever it is, on the next episode, or hopefully we're still talking
1: birds. Headed to Lambeau alive. Field. Right? I
0: would love that. I would love that. John Mita, great stuff as always, buddy.
1: You too, pal. Great job. And hey, hey, kudos to Joe for people that don't know it. He got the call the Winter Classic. We didn't even talk about it. But maybe we'll save that, what your experience was for next episode.
0: You got it, brother. Happy 2022 to all of our listeners. Thank oh, you and support. shout out.
1: Hold on. Shout out to Philadelphia. We got to give this guy kudos because, man, this guy never aged one day since I was like a little kid. Jim Garner gave his final sign-off. His last night. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Action news will never be the same and Jim Gardner does look the same as he did thirty years ago. Great <laughs> it's,
1: point. It's crazy. Uh,
0: <laughs> so. All right. Go birds. Go Thanks birds. everybody for tuning in. For John Mita, Joe O'Donnell. It is the Brother Love podcast. Till next time. We'll see.